0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24 7 podcast. I'm Billy Ambody. With me is Sonny Ship. We've got our preview podcast edition of this week with LSU facing Florida on the road this weekend. In Gainesville, in the Swamp, another top-ten matchup for LSU and one that, after last week's rough outing against Alabama, we won't get into that any more than we need to, Uh, but a very difficult matchup. Kyle Trask and the Gators uh, rolling right now for the most part, trying to keep their momentum going into the SEC title game next weekend uh, in Atlanta against Alabama. And Sonny, uh, I mentioned Kyle Trask, they're going to have their hands full with Kyle Trask and uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh, who really uh, is uh, probably a little motivated? He was left off of the Mackey Award uh, list for the top tight ends in the country. Uh, this is a an LSU team that, you know, right now I, I think it's safe to say they're just hoping to make this game you know competitive. I would say uh, much more so than they did against Alabama a week ago.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, going thinking about this one. When I was looking at potential matchups, while Bill and some, uh, you know, w- without Eric Gilbert out there, matched up against a linebacker or matched up against a cornerback, kind of like you're going to see with Kyle Pitts against LSU's defensive backs or linebackers. Mine, when you take that out of the equation for LSU, like it's never been more depressing looking at how an LSU offense matches up against a uh, a quality opponent like Florida. It just really does, you know, just uh, just the weapons that aren't there compared to, uh, you know, compared to what they do, what they are down to now. It's, uh, it's crazy when you think about it, when you look at how low the numbers, uh, you know, just how low the numbers are for LSU's roster right now.
1: Yeah, and that's going to give them issues on the offensive side of the ball, I think. If you look at the players that got to step up, and we it feels like every week we talk about this, and we talked about it when Terrace Marshall opted out, and now Eric Gilbert has opted out. You've got to look at Kayshawn Butte, who had a strong game against Alabama, but he's still just a true freshman going to the Swamp. The Gators are playing really well right now. Uh, you've got him, again, I think but kind of similar to South Carolina in terms of the game plan for LSU. They've got to make this uh, – Pretty much as simple as possible, and just try to take some of the risk out of this game because, like we saw against Alabama, if you know that if they if they don't, you know things can kind of get get ugly. And so it's going to be a game plan that's probably going to be a little watered down, pretty simplified. But you're going to need Kayshawn Butte to step up. You're going to need some of these other guys to step up, uh, including the running backs in the offensive line, or else this isn't going to be a better outing for LSU than it was just a week ago.
0: Yeah, well, Bill, I'm with you, Kayshawn Butte. Uh, coming off a career high night against Alabama, eight catches, 111 yards. Should have had the touchdown if he wouldn't have made the boneheaded move of, of of dropping the ball before he crossed the goal line. But he'll learn. He'll learn from that. I'm sure he's already uh, heard this, so much about that, and will continue for uh, probably throughout his career in Baton Rouge. But yeah, and in the uh, Florida Florida beat writer Bob Redman with the uh, Swamp Two Four Seven. Ask me, you know, what does LSU have to do to be able, or what can LSU do to, you know, even make this a ball game? And for me, with without Eric Gilbert, with so many people missing uh, in the passing game, for me it boils down to somehow you've got to make Kyle Trask uh, make some mistakes. You've got to make him put some balls into some tight windows. LSU's All America cornerback Derek Stingley has to play like an All American. It seems like I say that every week. Uh, you know, and, and LSU has to get some breaks. They've got to get some breaks, whether it be by fumbles, whether it be by interceptions, what have you. The LSU defense has got to create some havoc that, uh, that just gets Auburn uh, – I mean, gets Florida behind the chains and, uh, you know, and just create – makes them uh, make some mistakes, which would be so – so, uh, not uh, not common for this team this year with uh, Kyle Trask at the helm. So, it's a major task. Uh, you know, it's a major task, and you know, a, a big re, a big thing on whether or not this game gets out of uh, gets out of hand or not is going to be down in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Is LSU able to uh, move the football keep the keep the clock moving, and is LSU able to make some uh, to make some stops on the other side of the ball?
1: Yeah, and you talked about making those stops on the, the that side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball for LSU. You're facing a Heisman Trophy contender in Kyle Trask. Kyle Pitts is one of the best tight ends in the country. Dan Mullen has always been a, a thorn almost in LSU's side. The, the Gators arguably gave LSU one of its toughest games last year, especially offensively. Uh, they really rolled in that game in Baton Rouge. Now they're going to be at home. Uh, things are really clicking right now for them. It is, and I guess if you're LSU, you can build off of the performance of Cordell Flod. It looks like you're gonna have Derek Stingley there too, as well. And uh, Eli Ricks maybe is a little bit healthier. I mean, can the secondary hold up? Can they do something that not many defenses have been able to do this year?
0: Yeah, Florida's only allowed ten sacks on the year. LSU has been, you know, LSU has been pretty good at getting after the quarterback. Uh, You know, are they going to be able to do it with just rushing four this week? Uh, They weren't able to against Alabama. We said that Bo Cleaney was going to have to bring some extra pressure. He didn't. Uh, Mac Jones had all the time in the world to sit back there. The receivers had all the time in the world to run their routes and uh, just really made it tough on the secondary, which, of course, you know, made its own share of mistakes – like it has in every game this season. But, um, you know, if LSU, can, if LSU can get some sort of pressure, uh, if Pelini gets out of his comfort zone, we'll send some extra defenders. We'll help his guys on the back end. And, uh, you know, you, you've just got to get some breaks. LSU has to get some breaks to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to even keep this a ball game midway through the third quarter, in my opinion.
1: And that's kind of where I think whenever you're on the road, for the most part, I would say outside of, you know, a select few opponents, uh, but for LSU this year, they more so than ever, they want to keep this thing close. Try to find a way to be in the battle, be in the hunt entering, you know, late third quarter uh, and into the fourth quarter. I, I don't see it happening that way. Do you have a, a kind of a read on uh, what where where your prediction is going to stand for this one? Because I am I don't think it's going to be as bad as Alabama, but um, I don't see it being much better either.
0: No, I, I, I'm somewhere in between that Auburn and Alabama, uh, on both ends, which would put me right around 51 to, uh, 51 to 14. And, uh, so put me down for 51, 14. I think that, uh, I think that Florida is going to take LSU, take LSUs down. Florida's going to take advantage of that and they're going to look at that and, and, and try to beat the absolute tar out of LSU. And I just wonder how much fight LSU has left in it. Um, you know, there's there's major issues to deal with. And, um, you know, I, I really wonder how much fight is left in this team that can keep this from not turning into a uh, a huge, huge lopsided game like my score would indicate.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm not so sure that Florida ends up just putting up the amount of points. I think maybe you see a little bit of a rebound from Bo Pelini's squad, uh, kind of like we saw in the in the two prior games to Alabama, and maybe that's a little wishful thinking for me. And I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to say LSU is going to win by any means, but I think a, a more of a 42-17 type of game. I, I maybe LSU is somehow able to to put a few more points on the board and make it a game, but. I just think the Florida team right now that they're facing and where LSU is and all the pieces they've lost, it's just not going to be enough in the swamp. And I think we can kind of lay this you know, game preview part of it to rest. But I think one thing you and I can dive into a little bit now is you mentioned the wear on the team. You mentioned how much fight they have left and how much gas in the tank. LSU is not going to a bowl game. They announced they've self-imposed a bowl ban, trying to kind of appease the NCAA with their investigation going on. And I think this year with LSU at three and five, nobody really wanted to go see this team play in a bowl game. This team probably didn't want to give up its holidays, travel with family or or miss time with family. Even if they can't travel, Uh, this isn't going to be a normal bowl experience. You're not going to be out there having fun on a beach in Tampa, Florida, or uh, going to, you know, some other destination for this bowl. Uh, You're, you're probably going to be cooped up somewhere and traveling for, you know, a few days and, Enjoying a little bit of time, but other than that, uh, LSU made the call to not head to a bowl, and and they'll be able to move on with their off season as soon as that Ole Miss game is done with. Now,
0: yeah, and and when you look at when when you look at how unstable things look right now, uh, with all the talk of you know of X amount of players talking about opting out, just the the uncertainty surrounding uh, you know some, uh, you know, some futures on the coaching staffs and things of that nature. It really, uh, you know, it just really puts you kind of puts you in a place to where being able to get a head start on fixing all of that stuff and getting, you know, and regrouping your locker room, getting your locker room, pulling in one direction instead of in opposite directions, all of that stuff for me, is probably more important for the staff to be able to focus on than going out getting another six or seven practices for a meaningless Belk Bowl or a Music City Bowl or whatever it's going to be. I'm with you 100%. Get focused on finishing the recruiting class getting the uh, regrouping build, getting that unity built back inside the locker room on the coaching staff and just trying to forget that this season happened as much as possible keep it in your back pocket but to 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 remember <clears throat> what not working hard in the off season will get you but put it keep it in your back pocket to you you don't have to look at it every day but you know it's there
1: yeah i think this season for many bad reasons, will be one that LSU players will be able to carry into the off season and, and maybe use it as a galvanizing, you know, tool for them as they get ready for whatever the spring holds, whether it's you know regular spring practices or workouts or you know trying to get the team leadership back. I mean, there's a laundry list of things that Ed O'Gron and his staff and the players all have to fix, but and we can do that on another pod, and we will, but. I think another six. Yeah. We might be here though. <laughs> it might be, uh, there all day, you know, this little Saturday, uh, all day, uh, drinking affair and, and just kind of run through all the list of things, uh, with that one. But it's just it, at a, at a point right now where it's time to just cut the ties with this nightmare season for LSU, move on. I think everybody probably needs some time away from each other. You know, these guys have been cooped up and quarantining or, uh, you know, having to stay in or do this or do that. And, You know, it's time now to maybe just, like they decided to do, cut the ties with the season, no bowl game uh, for, you know, some reasons, you know, with the NCAA and everything like that. But ultimately, it just gives them more time to just start on fixing the actual issues within the program.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you 100%. Um, You know, and it's got to be someone's got – a leader's got to emerge. You know, a leader's got to step up. You know, we, we can sit here and we can talk about that, like you said, over, over six, 12, 18 more podcasts, because there's so much that you can look at that you can say, okay, you know, after a full season, you can just say, okay, it's not there. This is not there. And uh, leadership, I think, is, is something that is glaringly uh, absent. You know, I think when you look at uh, you know that it starts at the top with uh, with Edor's with on the coaching staff and with the players, and uh, there's just a um, you know the the one team, one heartbeat, one heartbeat mantra. That was uh, you know, certainly not the case this year. Certainly not the case this year. So uh, that's going to be the big challenges for Ed Orgeron to to get everybody tugging on that chain in the same direction trusting the person next to him and um you know it, it starts with him and his staff and then the players are going to feed off of that so a lot to work on in the offseason a lot lot to work on out on inside the line and outside of the lines
1: yeah and we'll see how all that goes down as uh look only two more games to go guys enjoy them i'm surprised in a way that you know the season got to this point so Come on the Go 24-7 board, chat it up with us during the Florida game, grab a beverage, and, and you know, try to enjoy that one. And then next week we'll wrap things up in Tiger Stadium at 2.30 Central uh, on one of the ESPN networks. That'll be announced after the LSU-Florida game uh, goes final, maybe on Sunday uh, or, or or Saturday night, depending on how the networks work that out. But until then, guys, for Sunny Ship, I'm Billy Ambody. Thanks for listening to the Go 24-7 podcast. A quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever. Uh, feel free to do that uh, when you get a chance. We appreciate it. But till next time, guys, have a great weekend. And uh, keep it locked on Go 24-7 for all the latest on recruiting as early signing period is just days away now. So thanks for listening and have a good weekend. <laughs>